Hey everyone, it is me, your creative mentor, Lauren. And today we're going to be talking about the politics game. And I think that is something that freaks a lot of people out, but I'm here to tell you, you don't have to be freaked out by that. Um, but before I dive in, if this is the first time you've interacted with my podcast, um, I just want to say my spiel. Whenever anyone gives you advice about anything that can affect your life, like your career or your mental health, you should vet who they are, including me. Um, I have been in the workforce for like eight years. Um, I created this podcast out of frustration because when I was in college and I asked professors about how to apply art school to real life, no one really had an answer for me that was good enough. And then through the pandemic, I was on TikTok, my favorite place in the world. It's probably how you found me. Um, I was on TikTok watching a lot of art students get really frustrated about this and a lot of artists trying to figure out how to make ends meet after everyone was kind of laid off. And so um, that's exactly how I felt before I hit my stride and found my career job and that I'm very happy with. And I've found the inner peace and the balance uh, of my career, my creativity, and my work-life balance. So I wanted to share literally everything I had learned with anyone who wants to hear it. And that's why I wanted to make this podcast free. I do have a Patreon for some premium content. I make workbooks and things that follow the podcast to help you like uh, keep up so you don't have to listen to them over and over. Um, so go check out the Creative Mentor Patreon. But that is my spiel. This also came out of an AIGA class that I had written and worked on as a mentorship program person. I was a mentor. Um, so um, this is just an extension of that really because that went well. It was navigating a creative career in corporate America because you're only as good as your resources. And I want everyone to have the resources I did not have. So today, in the working ecosystem theme of the month, we are talking about the politics game. Now, I think people think office politics when they hear the politics game, um, but I do want you to also think about galleries, the art world, everything. Because artists and creatives build networks, it's who you know. And I feel like we get really cynical about that. And maybe we should. But I just want to put it all out there. You know, you're only as good as your last project. And as much as I hate that to be true, because we like to be judged on a body of work, in the working world... Your manager only knows your work as well as your last project. Your client only knows their experience with you as well as your last project, etc., etc. This is how you get freelance gigs. This is how you work in an office. It all comes down to politics. Because also, too, if you remember back in the day when we were talking about negotiating our salaries and getting a raise and all of that stuff, uh, we learned that 80% of your um, need, your campaign to get a promotion is being in front of the right people and sounding correct. And the rest is merit and talent. They take a back seat to this and it's because of politics. And so there's bad politics and there's good politics. Bad politics are probably what we're all familiar with because there has been every movie and TV show made about it. 
But bad politics is um, climbing up the ladder at any cost, including um, leaving destruction behind. Climbing over people, backstabbing people, that is bad politics. And it happens. Um, And then there are good politics where, um, you know, you are engaged in your work or your job and um, you want to climb the ladder, but not at the expense of others. And this is more so what I'm talking about. And I think, again, pop culture um, put us in a position to just always think the worst and not leveraging the best. And this podcast, while I'm a graphic designer working in advertising, and that is my experience, is meant to frame all of these things for you so that it doesn't matter what creative field you're in, these examples can help you leverage what is available to you in the specifics of your field. Um, Because I can't know everything, but I do know how people who don't do what we do can view what we do. And really, at the end of the day, we have to convince those people because they're the ones with the projects, they're the ones with the budgets, and we're the ones who can uh, be the visionary and execute against those two things because we we solve problems. That's why we work. Um, If we could just make a living doing our own thing, we would. And some of us do, but the others of us who like the job stability of working for other people, we are solving their problems. That's what we do. So, good politics, bad politics, leverage, all of these things are things we've said a hundred times, but um, the best way to, like, engage yourself, like, that's the word, engaging. Like, bad politics are disengaging with your job, and the best way to overcome bad politics is to engage in your work, and so, like, all of these things are words. What do they mean? (laughs) This is where company culture actually comes in, or culture for the client. And what this means, essentially what a company culture is, and these are important things you should be asking your interviewer when you are being interviewed for client work or a job, asking about the company culture and not by just going, what's the company culture like? But how this works is politics hinge on company culture, which is essentially what a lot of like-minded people do in unspoken behavior. And this is why people don't like politics because you're functioning by an unspoken set of rules that are set up as expectations. This is why we hate this shit. But that's because we don't understand the context. And remember, context is everything. It's all I talk about. (laughs) So when you can understand a company's culture, essentially the values all of the people who work at the company at their core then you can start to understand, one, if that is a place you can naturally exist without changing yourself to a degree in which upsets you. And two, that'll help you be more engaged. An example of this is I've worked for companies I have been completely disengaged in because I was promised one thing in an interview and I got another when I was working there every day. And it was really disappointing, you know, like I worked for this company where this guy was like all gung ho. He was really inspired by my personal journey and he hired me kind of on the spot based on like three of my answers. It was really chaotic and I did know better at the time, but I needed to work because I hadn't been working for six months and I had just lost 
all of the money in a bad business venture that I was caught up in. So I was in um, a not great position for me. But what I didn't expect is just how truly shady and weird this company was. And so I shut down, did not seek to be employed there or help. Like I showed up, I did my job. But the second my work was done, I was doing personal projects for me. And then I worked for another company where I don't know what was going on, but like the leader of that company, they were on something because they were not super coherent when I had to interact with them, which was a lot because I would help them with their personal Facebook because I was young and they didn't understand it. But to me, I was like, if you want to pay me to teach you how Facebook works all day, whatever. But it's like, that's a bummer. I don't want to deal with that personally for me. I don't want to keep my head down and just collect my money and go. Some people totally do. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But that's what I talk about by knowing who you are. And this is why we asked ourselves all these questions at the beginning of the entire podcast. Why do you do this? Who are you? What do you want? What's success to you? When you find these situations in interviews, this is what helps you avoid these things. So for me, it's important that my company culture, because I like to work for companies, are team oriented and respectful of boundaries. And when we're not perfect, we try to fix it and become better and grow. And there are a lot of trade-offs for some of that stuff. Maybe you're not paid as much. Maybe the work isn't as exciting, but like this is a place and these are people you spend every single day with, except for Saturday and Sunday, if you're working in-house, which last week we established is mostly where everybody's working. (laughs) So like this is how politics, this is the next step of after company culture, which is also technically organizational behavior, which if you went to business school, There's a whole class about that. Not that it's super clear what it's for at the time. But um, these are like the people aspect of working that school doesn't even think to talk about, which kind of makes sense because school is about your skill set, not working in the real world, which is a little weird to me. But like this is how this works. And like even down to like if you're someone who like shows work in galleries and stuff. It's like it's the people. It's how you know. It's your perception of things. It's how you are perceived. Don't perceive me. But uh, <laughs> stuff like that. So um, this is how politics works. And so let's say you're engaged at work. You enjoy going to work when there are problems. You like to be a part of the solution uh, because it betters everybody. It betters your work. It betters your ability. It betters your leverage. It betters your paycheck. It all like works together. This is how um, you manage your optics, as my dad would say. Um, Get in front of the right people. Get on committees at work. Uh, Things like this. It's so dorky, okay? Like, I was one of those kids in school that like didn't give a shit. I was in the back of the classroom. I just wanted to draw. I did my homework. I didn't misbehave, but like I was not a straight A student. I was not an overachiever. I didn't care. I was just going to go to a different school the next year. I was not engaged at school. 
So it was really funny, even in college, it was really funny to me when I got into the working world and I found companies I enjoyed working for as a designer and how much a part of it I would become because it's just not who I ever was before. And I learned this whole new thing about myself because like at my current job, I'm on a couple of subcommittees because they're interesting to me and I learn a lot of things and it becomes relevant to my job. And like, it's just like, it's like being in a forum, but in real life and having like an on company time, learning something new, like being paid to learn something new. And when I'm exploring the internet on my own and finding things that are like pertain to like these things, I bring them back to work and show everybody and like it doesn't necessarily intertwine in my real life because for me, I keep my work pretty separate from my life. Even my creativity at work, I keep separate from my creativity in my life. Um, but it's like using the part of my brain I enjoy. And so uh, it wasn't until really last week, which I was very stressed out last week. I'm going to be very honest with you. I've been really struggling with my work-life balance I think a lot of us have in the pandemic because working, if we even are, is the only thing we're doing at home and it's in your house. So it's always around and like finding out how to like balance that is like tough. So like I was having a really hard couple of weeks and like a lot has been changing. It's just been like pandemonium pandemic crap. But like being able to bring these interests to people I know are interested in it and like want to strive to do better because we found a problem and we need to seek a solution or or like we have this um, camaraderie and we have this um, like uh, friendly competitiveness against each other and our competitors that are brands um, that is that's politics right there and I'm not saying you have to join committees and all that stuff like maybe you don't have an interest in that at all that's fine. I'm not saying you have to do that, but it just makes working somewhere a lot nicer when you want that interaction. And if you're someone like me who is very career driven, it is very important to me. I grow and I learn and I'm paid and all that stuff. Um, I understand corporate structures um, in a way that it, it's not chess, it's checkers um, to me, it's easier to follow along because I've just spent time in here and I've found a company culture that I want to participate in and that I enjoy and thusly people know who I am and I'm on calls with people and like they see me, they remember me, I'm reliable because I enjoy the work that I make, etc, etc. This is all an example of good office politics and like I like to help my fellow co-workers of course and like you know they advocate for me in this podcast like it's just a nice group of like-minded people even if we're all completely different from each other you know I'm a punk rock chick who lives in her own place with like a bunch of reptiles and like my other co-workers like have children and are a little bit older than me and like you know I don't know a lot about their personal life I don't know how they perceive mine because we don't talk super deeply about it but what we see online is the glimpse we get and it's just very interesting to me and so this is what politics is if you're in the art world also these are small worlds by the way so if you're being an idiot and being a dick 
someone might hear that at another company from someone in your company that you've wronged or someone has a grudge against you. This starts to go into bad politics though. But like that's that's how this can work for you is kind of my point. You know, when you're really engaged at your job, you start getting in front of people. And when you get in front of people, all of a sudden people know who you are. And when people know who you are and there's a promotion on the table and you've told all these people you want that, guess what? 80% is getting in front of the right people and sounding correct. That sounds pretty easy now, doesn't it? And if you find that a little manipulative, that's also totally fine because then this niche isn't for you, but there's a different one. And like, what does that look like for you? And that's what, like, that's how company culture works. I work for a company that is very teamwork oriented and I like that. I can be a part of a team. If I was isolated as a graphic designer, I don't think I would like that because I like the critique and I like to grow and I like to learn new things and I like to be pushed even if I don't like it at the time. I like, I take something away from it and I'm better for it and I can see it. And that is important to me. So like it's, it's the equivalent of finding that for you. What does that look like for you? This is what politics is. And, you know, I think when we hear politics, we think of like fancy dinner parties and like inviting Cheryl or inviting Cheryl over and schmoozing with the boss and inviting everyone over for dinner, having wife the wife cook her meatloaf like that's what we think office politics is because honestly that's what it was in the 50s <laughs> so it just like looks different in like a modern world and and you know there's a bunch of different kinds of bosses out there there's a bunch of different kinds of people and your leader sets the tone for everything and so I think that's also like another thing to keep in mind but you know the politics game it can determine how a promotion works, how a budget for a project works, a say in your boss's decisions. And if those are important things to you, then you just have to play the politics game. And like, it sounds like you're playing a game, but it's really just like, are you engaged in your office culture or not? And then I think about the movie Fight Club a lot when that comes to it, because to me, that was the first movie where an office space where I was like, wow, these guys work in an office and this is like deathly boring and soul sucking and it sucks and I would never want to be these people in these spaces. But I also think the characters we were watching were one, dealing with a lot of their own personal issues and two, their personalities didn't fit with those other people and that's why they hated that. And I think that that's an important distinction to make when we look at things like this. And like, you know, if I walk into an office space or an interview or anything, which I've done a hundred times, I immediately know if this is like an Edward Norton fight club office space for me or not, where it's just like, <sighs> I worked a job once, guys, where I had to wear a button up shirt every single day and I couldn't have any tattoos and it just like killed me because that's how that like that's what I I wait I have you could see my tattoos on my show on my YouTube oh my god my show who am I on my YouTube I I have tattoos on my fingers and and like it's important to me that that's not a big deal 
at work because also I don't shake hands with the top businessmen of the world and I don't really plan to. So, you know, being able to express myself and have a work-life balance and all of that is super important to me. And so the company culture has to be flexible to that. Um, the, the space that I'm working in has to be designed well and considered well and not have like awful lighting. It has to have space for everybody. It can't be drab. It can't, it has to be in a cool location. Like I don't want to work in a cubicle. I don't really want a desk mate either, but the ones that I've had have always been great. So like, I should just like take that off of the list anyway, because it's never not worked out for me. So it's just like you can have these standards and and when you walk into places and you become more practiced and going on job interviews, you're going to know pretty quickly if this place that you're interviewing at is for you or not. And if you're going to get engaged with your job at that point, Um, because if it's drab and boring and you're like, this would kill my vibe, does not pass the vibe check. (laughs) then don't work there. <laughs> Granted, you might be stuck in a similar scenario I was, where beggars can't be choosers. You need to work, and this place is offering you a job, but it's also okay if you just, like, pull back and find out what you're going to do, what your next move is. One time, I had a job that I had just, like, it wasn't paying me enough. It was a pain in the ass to get to, And like, I just like the office was makeshift. Everyone's desk was different. We were just like crammed into like break rooms, but they were our offices. And quite honestly, guys, they did not need a third graphic designer. But you know what? I kept that my biggest secret. The phone never rang for me. I never got emails, even though my email worked. And like I did maybe two or three designs here and there for the job but mostly I just made pins and I learned how to work in design because I didn't know it very well and I would watch tutorials all day and I was just paid to like hang out and design stuff and occasionally work and so like you can take those jobs too just don't let them trick you into staying there any longer than you need to because it's okay to work and look for work so that's really the politics game Just be a nice person. Treat people how you want to be treated. Be engaged in your job if growth in a company is something that's important to you. And that's important to people who want to be art directors and creative directors who start out as designers, senior designers, and need to grow. This is where this is key if you want to expand into these things. Maybe you're a photographer and you want to be a studio director. Maybe you're... um, just like a social media manager and you want to be a marketing associate. These things that I'm describing to you, being engaged in the office culture is politics. It's not schmoozing. It's not faking. It's not lying. It's just being engaged in your job and, and learning who everyone is and enjoying everyone's company and going to the company parties. Even if it's just for a little bit, show up. These things get your face in people's minds so that when that 80% of being in the right place and sounding correct comes up, it's you everyone remembers. We already know you can do the job. We already know that you're talented. Designers hold themselves to a high standard to do stuff like that. 
the rest is getting everybody else on board. And if you're engaged in their office culture, that's the ticket. So really, that's what I wanted to kind of really convey today. I do have an article I thought was really helpful from the Harvard Business Review. It's about playing office politics without selling your soul. And when I was skimming through it, I thought it had a lot of really good advice. Um, it's It shouldn't be behind a paywall. I'm looking at it right now. But it, it's just kind of um, giving you clues to the underlying office culture. And it just kind of like bullet points it out i feel like i kind of went on a meandering um exploration of what office politics are but i'm trying to frame this so that you can apply it to your situation should you feel it's relevant but this really like spells out what it is why people don't like it why people do and what happened and all that stuff so i think it's a really good um way to explain kind of your people skills Having a politics game to your career is really understanding the people side of it. And I would venture to say as a creative, we don't really have a huge issue with that because we're introspective and we're observant of the world and we're the human part of capitalism for better or worse. Um, so take a look at this article. It'll be on my Patreon for free. You'll be able to see it um, just as a link here. And I, it's just an interesting read. It's a good perspective. And it's, so if you're working at a company for the first time or um, you're kind of switching gears or it's your first job at all, like whether you're for working for a company or a brand at all or like even just like client work, it, it doesn't hurt to read through this because, I mean, this is just creating a network. This is another way to do a network thing. And I think networking is something that is exhausting for a lot of us because it's a lot of social stuff and, and everyone we feel, I mean, if you're like me, it feels icky to try to get to know someone when you know you just want something from them instead of being genuinely like involved with them. And at work, that's a lot less icky because you're all there to work and you're all there to work towards the same goal for the company, brand, etc. So that's why I feel like office politics is less icky if they're good and you're engaged because it's like, well, we all work together. Like, of course, we have to interact with each other and figure out our interpersonal workings and skill and, you know, work together. It's better than like being at a, like a networking mixer where everyone's just like, do you have something to offer me? Should I talk to you? What are we doing? You know, and this article does a good job kind of differentiating that. So. I'll throw that up on the Patreon for ya. But otherwise, this one's kind of a short one. I, I thought it might have been longer, but I hope this made sense to you. If you have any questions, pop over to my TikTok. It's the Creative Mentor on TikTok. Or you could DM me on Instagram. A lot of you have been doing that lately, which I love. I'll talk to you guys all day. I love this stuff. Um, but my Instagram is at Lauren Versino. It's spelled exactly as it sounds. And, um... Or you could have it head over to my YouTube, too, and see all my beautiful outfits that I wear. I'm wearing a really fancy one today. Um, <laughs> hop in the comments there. Whatever you want. Comment on the Patreon. It's all great. I get notified of all that stuff. Whatever. Um, so let's see. Next week, I'm going to talk about working styles. So, like, how you can um, leverage yourself depending on how your manager is. There's old school, there's new school, there's a bunch of different ways um, people can work together. And then there's communication styles. 
um, it gets really tricky when um, you're trying to collaborate with someone who has a completely different communication style than you. I think people can get really frustrated, but when you understand the communication styles, it makes collaborating a lot easier. So I'm going to kind of go over that. That one took me a long time to learn, so let me help you. <laughs> so um, that's a thing. Um, and we'll just keep on going through the work ecosystem um, little podcasts here. And uh, I will talk to you guys all next week. <laughs>